Welcome in preview show. It is October 6th, Friday. Games are happening tomorrow. Actually, tonight. Should be. Maybe they should be. Um, dude, that sip club. Tell us about. Th- tell th- the listener about. Thirteen dollars a month, bro, and 13. you can go in. You can go in once every two hours and get a drink. And like they have drinks Any that drink? cost like uh, anything that's not like a specialty coffee drink. So like wow. hot coffee, iced coffee, fountain beverage. What is this thing that you're sipping on? Uh, I got a, I got a charged lemonade. What does charged here. mean? Uh, so it's a felony. Ca- a caffeinated. Uh, lemonade. Okay, so nothing uh, illegal. Strawberry lemon mint is my beverage wow. of choice, and th- these things are four dollars, dude. So, but I mean, not like, with the sip club. Not with the sip club. Yeah. Uh, I, I I got an email last month, dude. I got something like uh, an embarrassing number, like thirty-seven drinks. Over More the than one a month. day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what? Th- that's that's almost that's one hundred and fifty bucks, dude. Sure. I, I paid thirteen dollars. Granted, wow. I wouldn't be going in there and getting them that frequently. That's I true. Pay the thirteen dollars. Are you the most hydrated man on earth? At I least when it comes to charged lemonades. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm relieved. Charged by caffeine, not with anything else. Yeah, That's absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How was your vacation, Justin? Dude, vacation was good. So it was a. It was a. Weird, was it was Saturday night good? Uh, no, well, okay. No, so tell us asked, how vacation. was. You asked about vacation. Vacation <laughs> was great. It's always good to get away with the family. Um, spend some time with, with the little boy on the beach. Um, he's old enough that he can have a good time out there. That was fun. Uh, there were aspects that were not fun. And, uh, I guess we're here to, to, to face the music, so to speak, and, and talk about, you know, where, where maybe I missed what I thought was coming on Saturday night. Uh, Alan, I'll just, I'll just jump right into it, dude. All right. Um, you know, Please. this is, this is the one game that we'll talk about, you know, just to, to throw my thoughts out there. On recap, you mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far yeah. as recap. Um, Dude, it was it was really frustrating. Justin's obviously talking about forty one twenty Tennessee yeah. taking care of business, getting revenge, justice yeah. for Hooker. Wow, <laughs> that's that's a that's a just, sentence right there. Justin, Justin for, for Hendon Hooker. Not Justin for Hendon Hooker. No, that's right, justice. Justice for Hendon Hooker. No other hookers. Uh, yeah, no, no, please no. Um, Not charged with that. So, charged with lemonade. So go on, yeah, Justin. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, just sitting there watching the game from the start, it was apparent that it was going to be a tough, frustrating game. Everything Tennessee did, they did with ease, and everything South Carolina did mm. tried to do. It was a challenge. We had we had to drive the field, except for one fluky touchdown. That's late, though. Uh, yeah. And, well, it was. It wasn't that late. It was. Uh, what was the score? Uh, that I mean, that made it a, a two. Well, I guess it did make it a two touchdown yeah. game at that point. So. Um, but it was it was a run up the middle early on in the third quarter, sure. Uh, and it was, um, it, it was just not a not a great game to watch. Obviously, I thought Rattler would uh, come out and have a great night. Um, Rattler looked rattled mm. um, after it, that scramble. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're right. Tennessee just drove down super easy. Then yeah. South Carolina fought tooth and nail to get a field goal. Sure. Then interception. Yeah. You're like okay. And then South Carolina fights tooth and nail, even from plus territory, yeah. and a scramble late on third down, and he got the touchdown. Yeah, huge play. But you're right, kind of fighting for every yard. It felt yeah. like. I'll, I'll tell you what. What I thought watching this game, watching Spencer Rattler, 
Um, and you know how much I love him. Like he's again, I think probably the best talent-wise quarterback South Carolina's ever had. I think he had this game circled as like prove that last year wasn't a fluke. The way we talked about Tennessee having the game circled, I think he had it circled in a very similar way. He wanted to come out and prove himself, and that's just not what we needed him to do. Mm. And I think he was in his head from the start about how this was an opportunity for him to play his way into the first round. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's what happened. I honestly do. And not not to take anything away from him and not to put anything negative on him, I don't think he was out there playing selfishly. I think he saw an opportunity. And there was a legitimate opportunity, right? This is a big game. Right. But I think he saw an opportunity to prove who he was, and he, he didn't have the night that he wanted to have. Also, um, I think... Uh, maybe maybe it's becoming a little obvious how you need to play against South Carolina's receivers. Mm. Uh, you play tight press man coverage and go after the quarterback because we can't block. Well, our our best offensive linemen are young, not sure. they're not ready for SEC play, and so uh, that's that's my big takeaways, man. I think that teams have a blueprint for how to beat South Carolina now. I think Rattler was in his head a little bit trying to do too much. Uh, the only hope that as a South Carolina fan I think we have moving forward is we have a running back who looks a lot like the second Mike Davis that played at South Carolina. Mm. Um, man, on that 75-yard run, the thing we were told about uh, Mario Anderson is that, yeah, he can hit the holes. He, he, he's got speed. He may not have, like, breakaway speed. Dude, he had a 75-yard touchdown run. It right. was an impressive run. Like right. He looked good. Uh, so if we can start to lead on that a little bit, if we can if we can make a running game happen, then I think Spencer Rattler, you know, looks a lot better. Um, but yeah, coming off of that game, I don't have a ton of hope going forward unless mm. I do have one theory. We'll get to later. Oh wow! There there seems to be something happening in college football this year. We'll, we'll talk about that as we get into some of these predictions here later, though. Yeah, sure. Justin, uh, maybe this will get into that, what you're about to say, but I wanted to ask you this question. Does this feel like a chicken's coming home to roost season? So, like, let me let me paint you a scenario. You know, you have a normal year, first year as a head coach. In fact, you overachieve a little bit. You sure. win six games when most people thought you were going to win, like, four. Yeah. Then you win the bowl game, so you win seven games, actually, right? Yeah. You don't beat your rival, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then you come in the next year and you've got a five-star quarterback, but you're underachieving for most of the year until those final two games, and you beat a top ten opponent back to back weeks, including your rival, your yeah. your in-state Something rival. Something that had never been done in school history. Yeah. Top ten teams, you yeah. mean? Yeah, and like you knocked them both out of the playoff because if Clemson yeah. beats you, they go on to beat North Carolina. They're in the playoff, not yeah. Ohio State. Like yeah. whatever, and it's similar with Tennessee. Yeah. So you knock two teams out of the playoff, back to back teams, all that kind of stuff. And you feel great about yourself. And you're talking lots of junk. And Rattler's probably coming back. Of course, you didn't fully know that until after the bowl game. But it's like, man, if he comes back. And, and, you know, even some of the Tennessee fans, some of this justice for Hendon Hooker thing was overblown as far as trying to injure him. But the revenge factor of, you know, South Carolina's running up the score to a degree and feeling really good about themselves. And does this feel like kind of a chicken's coming home to roost? Like, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, ask me, I mean, that's a long ways away. I was going to say, sure. ask me after the, the Kentucky game. Cause that was, that was one of the bigger storylines last year. That's kind of sure. the, the team that we seem to be picking a fight with sure. or who picked a fight with us. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's that quite as much just yet. Um, or if it's just a, you know, we've, 
we're, we're playing some we, – we've lost to some really good teams. Sure. You North know? Carolina's good. Um, yeah. Georgia's so, obviously really good. Uh, I don't know that – I think Tennessee's the first team that we've played that really had any kind of gripe against us. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, so – Except for when your guy said that Athens wasn't oh, – yeah, yeah, what a yeah, joke. Yeah. Um, but, you, but, you know, uh, anything that wasn't manufactured. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But we do have teams coming up on the schedule. We've got, you know, a game against A&M. Who we beat last yeah, year? We've got a game against it. Kentucky that we beat last year. We've got a game against Clemson at the end of the year, right? Um, so, it's I think it's a little a little early to call it that. Um, I do think it's a, it's a reality check, sure. Kind of year though. Listen, I mean, this, people were thinking yeah. ten or tw- yeah, ten yeah. or eleven wins. I mean, I, I, I said that for sure. That's true. Um, so this is this is what I would say. This is where I've I've had some conversations with a buddy of mine. Um, listen, South Carolina fans, we're not going to like this, but the question that I asked one of my friends, Alan, I might have even asked you. Oh, wow. The question I asked one of my friends, is South Carolina basically Mississippi State? Mm. I mean, the team that that's always, you know, uh, there's always some hope. They're always talked about a little bit, but even they had Dak Prescott and could just never make an SEC like, sure. championship quality team. Um, the team that, that the fans are all hopeful, a super passionate bunch, but they're just never going to really break through. I, I almost, You know, people outside of Mississippi State are never really going to say that Mississippi State is a title contender. Sure. Is that South Carolina? Wow. Um, and that has been a real, uh, like, just transparency here, that was a tough thing to wrestle with Saturday night and, and most of the day Sunday. Um, mm. I, I struggled, and and honestly, where we sit right now, I think the answer might be yes. We are essentially Mississippi State. We'll be a good story every once in a while. We'll get those ten wins. You'll beat somebody and notable. We'll, yeah, we'll drop back down to mediocrity. Wow. I think that might be who we are, and I don't want it to be the case, but I think that might be where we are, dude. That Florida game. So you're on by this week. Yeah. That Florida game is going to tell you everything. Looms large. That Florida game, you have them at home. Yeah. Obviously, last year didn't score an offensive point or, yeah, uh, yeah a, an offensive touchdown. Yeah. Uh, he scored a special teams touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and they scored like, you know, 40 points or something. Yeah, we don't need so, to relive it. That, <laughs> but you got them at home. You get a little revenge this year. Yeah. And then you're coming off of a bad loss and a bye week. Yeah. That game's everything. You yeah. lose that game. See, yeah. I've got, yeah. I, I said this when I was alone. There's two games on your schedule you're going to win. For sure. You're yeah. going to beat Jack State, and you're yeah. going to beat Vanderbilt. Yeah. I mean, you're going to win those games. You could win all the other games. You sure. could. You definitely could beat Florida. Um, you can probably beat Missouri. you got to go to their building. They're yeah. a good team. Yeah. Texas A&M will be real hard, you know, be yeah. real physical, but they're down a quarterback. Maybe they lose to Bama, and they have some morale down. Yeah. Then, you know, Kentucky will be tough, uh, and Clemson will be tough. I mean, you could win the rest of your games. Yeah. Not likely. And I think Florida tells us everything. How you guys handle Florida? Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. Um, you know, I think I think the bye week is coming at a really good time. Um, again, there's not much to be happy about after that Tennessee game, sure. other than the running back. Sure. Um, so it, you know, maybe we can we can switch some things up. We can find some some ways to plug some holes. I think you're right. I think seeing what midseason adjustments we make at the bye week is going to be huge moving forward. Yeah. All right, your South Carolina's on by, but there's a several notable games this se- this yeah, week. Yeah. Let's get into it. Justin, one that nobody's going to talk about right now, but I think he is worth watching. 
um, at least the score, mm-hmm. keeping track of. Maryland going to Ohio State. Yeah. Last year, this game was close. It was. Ish. It was like forty-three to thirty. Yeah. It was competitive the whole time. Maryland's undefeated. They're five and zero. They played a week zero game. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Not that they didn't that they played week zero. I didn't realize that, that they were, were undefeated. Yeah, undefeated. And they beat you know Virginia. They beat a couple. You know they beat yeah. some teams. Ohio State's obviously four and zero with that just gutsy win in Notre Dame. Yeah. I think this game could be very interesting, Justin. My. You know, Tua's little brother playing quarterback for Maryland and playing pretty good, yeah. Talia, and Ohio State. You know, I, this has been a theme. I feel like I'm saying this several episodes in a row now, uh, several recaps and previews. But exceptional quarterback play on an average team can level you up to an exceptional team with average quarterback play. Yeah. And right now, Devin Brown is is trending towards the median, trending towards the average of quarterback play. And Talia has got the – he's trending upwards as far as above the average. So could those two teams meet out? I think this is going to go only one of two ways. You know, no no in between here. I think this is either going to be an absolute dogfight that Ohio State wins like on a last-minute field goal, or this is just going to be an Ohio State by 45 special. And we're going to be like, okay, they're here, you know? Yeah. And some people will shrug it off. Oh, it's just Maryland. Like, okay. Uh, you know, but but when they win by three, there will be that same group of people that go, wow, they gutsed it out against Maryland. Way to go. You know what I mean? So uh, I think it's going to go one of two ways, and I'm not sure which one. If I had to pick one of those, I think I'd pick Ohio State by like 40. I think I'd pick them big. I think that's probably that's probably more likely. Um, you know, this this honestly wasn't even in our list of games to watch to begin with. Um, I was scrolling back through ESPN, just kind of looking at some of the games coming up. I was surprised to see that Maryland is undefeated. Um, the the one thing I think you could watch is that. Ohio State's last game was that emotional win over right. Notre Dame. They had a bye week last week. Uh, they could come out flat. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to go into the bye week fat and happy. Sure. And they did. Uh, so if, if they were to come out flat, uh, you know, there's there's some, some upset potential there because, you know, anytime you have a quarterback who's on the dynamic side, like you said, I mean, some interesting things could happen. Uh, I think, unfortunately for Maryland, they go play this game at Ohio sure. State. Sure, um, it's, it's one of those, I agree with everything you said, uh, and uh, I I always pull for the upsets. I mean, I'm a South Carolina and a Cincinnati Bengals fan. <laughs> I always pull for the upsets pretty much. Um, but I could, I, could, uh, I could see Ohio State really just having their way with Maryland. Yeah, maybe yeah. if this was in Maryland, it'd be a yeah. trap game, coming yeah. off the yeah. bye and kind of sleepwalking into it. Yep. Justin, another game that seems really big, Battle of Tigers in the SEC. LSU is going to Missouri. Now, LSU's favored by six and a half on right. the road, and there are two losses, and Missouri's undefeated. Yeah. And I think this game's going to be interesting. I think this game's going to be kind of high scoring, although I think Missouri's defense will keep it lower. Okay. And then their offense is not going to, you know, they're not going to be Ole Miss. Obviously, that game was crazy, Ole Miss LSU sure. last week. I think Mizzou wins. I think Mizzou wins this weekend in a close, hard-fought game, not unlike the one where they hosted Kansas State, you know, week two or three of the season. Right. And then I think LSU just starts panicking. You think so? I think that I think the roof is off, man. I think people are freaking out. I think kids are unhappy. I think fans are burning that place to the ground just until they win a you know a big game later in the yeah, season. Yeah. But Brian Kelly's on the hot seat. Never should have hired him. Let's go hire yeah. Marcus Freeman. All this you know all this kind of talk's going to happen. Let's get Ed O back. I think Mizzou Jeez. wins and LSU starts panicking. Really, really, that that's fascinating. Hey, let me ask you this: 
Uh, did we talk early in the year about that video that Mizzou football put out about what it is to be a fan and like how to cheer for the Tigers? I guess it was for no. the students. I don't know. Dude, I'll send this to you on Twitter. We'll, we'll post it from our uh, Bragging Rights Twitter page. It was the cringiest thing I've ever seen. It was Mizzou or LSU? It, it was Mizzou. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was – oh, dude, it was so bad. Um, I mean, it, it looked like something that uh, a church camp would put out for, like, a promotional video oh, or wow. something. Like, it was – About how to not, be a fan. About, uh, yeah. And I mean, they're was, undefeated despite yeah, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, good, good for Mizzou, I guess. Um, it must dude, be working. LSU, not K-State. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think what's going to happen is we're we're going to see this game look kind of interesting at first. Uh, Missouri, I don't think they have the offense to keep up. I think LSU's defense is going to is going to start to come on a little bit here. Uh, it hasn't it hasn't been good so far. I hope so. But yeah, you got like, Luther Burden. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, you're right. But um, in the last uh in this season they've already let four wide receivers go for 100 yards and a touchdown. Two of them on on Ole Miss's team. Yeah, it's, it's fair, but you know that's that's a style of play for Ole Miss, right? Sure. Like and Florida uh, State had and, one yeah. of those. So if if you look at the way Missouri has played some of their other games, um, I'm not I'm not super impressed. Uh, I mean, we'll see what they're made of this week. Sure. I kind <clears throat> I kind of think that that offense won't be able to keep it up. I don't think they can keep up with LSU. I don't think they'll be able to to really stop LSU the way they've stopped some other teams. Um, I don't necessarily see it being you know like a track meet or anything. It's not yeah. going to be up and down the field. I think I think LSU probably wins something like forty five to twenty seven or something like that. You know LSU only beat Arkansas by three. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a lower scoring close yeah. game. I think it's going to be like that, but Mizzou's going to pull it out because of you home think field. So. Yeah, I, just, I think so. I mean, I'm, I'd be really interested to see. Um, Dude, that is going to just, just be mayhem yeah. in in Baton Rouge. Dude, it'll be mayhem in Missouri too. <laughs> well, yes, for positive <laughs> a, a different, reasons. A different kind of mayhem, but yeah. If LSU wins, it's going to be like, ho-hum, okay, yeah. we knew we should have done this. You know, we only have one conference yeah. loss. We can still win the conference. Let's go to – we got to go to Bama and beat them. Yeah. You know, like their season's still ahead of them really. Yeah. And for Mizzou, it still is to the degree because there'll be one conference loss. Right. They're obviously in the East. Right. You know, they could still win some things in the East. But like, if LSU loses, I mean, everything's done. You got yeah. three losses. There's no right. chance of making the playoff because you got two conference losses. Right. You're not making it to that to Atlanta with two conference losses. Um, what will they have to say for themselves? Yeah. Except for they'll want to burn it all down. I think that's a really interesting storyline, and and I think it'd be really fun to watch if it happens. And I'm not pulling against it. I just don't think it. I just don't think it happens. Well, you're Mister Upset. Of course, you wouldn't yeah. pull against it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. J- uh, Justin, Washington State is number thirteen in the country, according ba- to the AP. Of course, baffling. And they're going to baffling. They are going to UCLA, the University of California, Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, they're not favored. UCLA is at home and favored by three and a Which, half. Doesn't this tell you that they shouldn't be number thirteen in the country? Well, it's yeah. r- rankings, right? Not not power ratings. UCLA favored. I think UCLA keeps it interesting, but I think Washington State's got too much offense. I think UCLA's a year away. With Dante Moore and the Chip Kelly offense and everything, I think they're a year away. I think UCLA's a good team this year, but I'm not sure they're going to have the offense to keep up. I could I could see that year away argument. Here's here's what, what I'm going to say. Tell me. Basically what we've seen from UCLA this year. We, we talked about them a lot about the Utah game sure. and that kind of stuff. Utah has a defense. Yeah. Utah can play football. Sure, they're a physical team. Yeah. Washington State, 
I mean, can they play defense on the same level that Utah can? No. I think, uh, you know, you're only a couple weeks removed from that game. Right. But I think the more the more a young quarterback plays, the more sure. experience he gets, the better he looks. Definitely. Um, I think what you're going to see here is not just that UCLA keeps it interesting. I agree with this spread. Um, I think UCLA wins. And I'm going wow. to take it. I'm going to take it a step further. I really don't think that Washington State is not going to come down to like a final drive or something like that. You think they're just going like, to... like they don't win going away or anything? Sure, sure. But like, but it's their game. Yeah, yeah it's their game. And yeah. and I think it it's one of those that as you're sitting there watching it, if you watch it, you're kind of like, wow, why right. is Washington State number thirteen? And, right. and you know UCLA looks like a good team. So that that's what's going to happen. Justin, there. I asked the question several times on Monday: yeah. Are you watching the Pac-12? Yeah, you this did. is one of those games to watch, man. I mean, next week you've got some notable Pac-12 games, namely yeah. USC going to Notre Dame. But like right here, Washington yeah. State could play, could make playoff noise yeah. if they get out of Los Angeles with a win on Saturday. Yeah. They've got their season ahead of them. They've still got Washington. They've still got Oregon and some of these other teams in the Pac-12 on their radar. And you come out of uh, UCLA with a win, they could make some playoff noise. But be watching the Pac-12, you know. There have been plenty of years, even in recent memory, that you just roll your eyes at the Pac-12. Yeah. You know, uh, even, you know, the last time they made the college football playoff was Washington in 2016. Yeah. And so plenty of times, roll your eyes at yeah. the Pac-12. Don't do that this year. No. There are six teams in the Pac-12 that could make playoffs. That's those. crazy. And UCLA is one of them. It's UCLA, absolutely crazy. UCLA gets a win today, and they've got their season ahead of them. They've only got one loss to Utah, and it was close. And you've got a freshman quarterback. They've got a whole season ahead of them to win games, including USC in a rivalry week, you know, down the stretch of the season. They could be finding themselves in Las Vegas playing for that uh, use of that Pac-12 championship, you know. There's six teams that can make noise in the Pac-12. You better be watching the Pac-12. Justin, a conference that everybody and their mother always watches is the SEC. we got a big one, a big one, as they might say, down in College Station. I've been to College Station, Texas. Yeah. I have been on the campus of Texas A&M before. Have you? Yeah, man. I've eaten at this little hole-in-the-wall place that was pretty good. Um, okay. Yeah. Alabama's going to be there on Saturday. They will. Not me. Yeah. Maybe I wish I was. It's a shame. Not really. But Alabama's going into Texas A&M. When I originally wrote this down, they were two-and-a-half-point favorite. That thing has come down to one point. Yeah. The money is pouring in on yeah. A&M. A&M is big. They're physical. They're tough. They're a good team to a degree they figured out a lot of things since that Miami game you know since that Miami game they have like 30 tackles for loss you know they figured out some things on yep. defense from that physical defensive front right. Alabama of course loses to Texas and you know there's questions about the quarterback they don't start him or play him the next week against South Florida and then they play him the last couple of weeks you know against Ole Miss and Mississippi yep. State and they take care of business against both those teams so who's the Alabama team we're going to get Who's the Texas A&M team we're going to get? Obviously, Texas A&M is on their backup quarterback who would start for them if they didn't have Connor Wegman. Max Johnson, they trust him. He's been around the program for a while. This is uh, an interesting game to watch. Lots of people don't know what to do with this game. I have thoughts, Justin, but yeah. I always tell my thoughts first. Why don't you tell us what you think is going to happen okay. in this game? All right, so in, in this game, uh, this kind of gets into a theory I have about college football this year. Obviously, there's always a conversation around home field advantage. But this year, teams have just looked different when they're away from home. Um, I think what we're seeing in college football this year is maybe the greatest uh, year-long, anyway, storyline of home field advantage. 
I think you just go back to last week, that Auburn and Georgia game. Sure. I think if that game happens at Georgia, it's it's not even a contest. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I, I think that. I mean, it's not a super hot take that teams play better at home. Sure. But it seems to be magnified this year. Mm. Um, so I, I kind of look at this game and I say, okay, what does a home game look like for Texas A&M? What is their home field advantage? Alan, you said you spent time on that campus. Oh, my goodness. Was it for a game? No. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I went to a game at Texas A&M. Whoa. Granted, that was the year that Steve Spurrier quit. It hurt. So you too have been to College Station. I have been to College Station. Wow! Uh, it was it was world travelers. Game. I will I will tell you this. Tell me. Everybody talks about the twelfth man, mm. Texas A and M. They're famous for for their fans and like how sure. how loud they can get and that kind of stuff. And I have to acknowledge that this game was not a huge game for them that I went to. They were not. Oh, wow. It was not supposed to be close. But you were and unimpressed. We were very bad that year. I was impressed in a different way. Uh, their their cheers, chants, all that kind of stuff is very I don't choreographed is not the right word. It's very well rehearsed. In sync. That's very in sync. But it felt like a stadium full of cheerleaders. Like it wasn't intimidating. It was just kind of like, yay, we love our team. Sure. And I I just I wasn't that impressed with the environment they created. Um Again, it was a day game. It was against a bad South Carolina team that year, uh, led by the fearless Perry Orth. Um, man, that's an account. I thought name if I, ever I was about to say. I think that's my dentist. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> uh, but but I, it just even even in the, the the moments of that game, it was closer than it should have been. It was a touchdown game. Um, in the moments when they needed to get loud, it wasn't like uh, an intimidating kind of loud. It was just like. Yay, football. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Sure. Um, so when I look at this home field advantage, I do think there's something to be said for it. I think Texas A&M will be much more comfortable playing at home. I think they'll look pretty good. I don't think they're able to pull off the win. Wow. Yeah, I, I think it's a close game. I think Alabama wins. You think it's a dogfight, would you say? Uh, That's been a term I've been using yeah, quite we, often, we've it used, feels like. What, tell me this. What is a dogfight? You know it when you see it. Is it? Oh, okay. okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I won't say what I said a couple of weeks ago. You can go back and listen, but I said to ask a certain person what it oh, might look yeah, like. Yeah. I won't say that again. That was inappropriate. That would hinder us from getting too many Panera sponsorships. Yep. Or from this company, Justin, that I won't reveal, but I will show to you. Okay. And I'll let the listener... Uh, think of what I could be holding up, but I would love to be sponsored by these people. This has changed my life, Justin. It's changed. Let, it's changed your life. Let the listener understand. Okay. Um, what were we discussing? I don't know. I'm really caught up on the life changing uh, beverage there. Yes. So uh, we're talking about um, what is a dog fight? Oh, what is a dog fight? Indeed. Yeah. No, uh, scrappy, gross, disgusting. Not too many mistakes because yeah. that gets into a different category. But maybe a turnover apiece. Just a just a fight. In the trenches, more of a defensive struggle, a little bit, okay. but and and even on offense, like you're making plays, but it's not just it's not like USC Colorado was not a dogfight. Okay. It was a close game, yeah. but bombing touchdowns, yeah. running around. I got you. Duke okay. Notre Dame was a dogfight. Both quarterbacks had like 150 yards. You know, just scrounging for every yard in every game, and just so, both teams know each other. They want to get yeah. physical. They want to slow the game down. So, like so a, yeah, that's what you uh, think. A first team to 24 type of game. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Or even, or even like a late, a late field goal. Yeah. Uh, last team to have the ball. Yeah. 
you know, uh, but not because right, right. Both teams are scoring every time they have the ball. Just last team to have the ball to have that chance to go get the yep. get the win. Kind of like Notre Dame uh, Duke ended up finishing out. That's yeah. what you think about this game. Yeah, I'd say it probably ends. It's more of a chance for it to be that than for it to be. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, a shootout. I'm not sure. sure either one of these teams. I think Alabama would probably rather have this be a shootout. Yeah. I don't think either one of these teams wanted to be a shootout. No. You know, neither one of these teams wants to score fifty points necessarily, <laughs> which is which is kind of funny because, like, you know, you would think that both teams coming in would think, sure. you, you know, with with some of the some of the struggles that Alabama's had, you know, maybe their their mindset would be we want to come in and, sure. and try to establish something offensively. But when you've had the struggles that they've had, maybe you do see it as easier to to let's let's be conservative, let's let's make some good plays here and there. And let's have that kind of game that, that's a low-scoring game. I do think that probably favors Alabama. Sure. Um, I think you've got more guys that play for Alabama who know how to win those close games than you do for AM. Yeah. I think that's what this comes down to is Alabama's got the pedigree. guys with, with – Yeah. 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 I think that this is the game left on Alabama's schedule to derail their, their plans, right? Like, I think late in the season when they play um, LSU, they'll have yep. figured things out. They'll take care of business. Yep. Unless they lose today. Unless they lose tomorrow. Like, this game is the last game on the schedule, I think, that could derail the rest of their schedule. And it could. If they lose tomorrow, things could go crazy downhill. They could abandon the season, honestly. They could they could throw, you know, Mill Road overboard and just play the young guy and all this, you know, all of that kind of thing. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think that this is vintage Alabama mode. Kind of like I thought was going to happen with Ole Miss. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Vin- vintage Alabama being like, Nick Saban, 2010, 2011, or vintage Alabama being like the Alabama that we've come to know in the past five or six years, who when they're down, they absolutely slap you, like just just demolish somebody. I think I've made this comp before this already this season. I think this feels like 2015 when they went to play Georgia and Athens, and I think a lot of people thought Georgia was going to win. Alabama was outside the top ten; they were number thirteen that day. And they just dog walked them. Okay. I think it'll be a little closer than that, but because you know Alabama had two special teams touchdowns in that game, if I remember correctly, I think Alabama wins by twenty-one. Okay. I think Alabama wins thirty-five fourteen. It's okay to be wrong. Well, right. we <laughs> shall see. Fortunately, Justin, <laughs> one of us will be wrong. They play the games yeah, they do. on the field. One other game they're going to play on the field, big time. Before we get to the two other big ones, right? So the the big one kind of out of the southeast, Notre Dame's going to Louisville. Louisville just escaped, Justin, what you and I yeah. said was the trappiest trap game that ever trapped. Yeah. Friday night in Raleigh, which, sidebar, just what happened to Brendan Armstrong? Okay. I don't know. That was the ugliest game I've ever watched. Well, well not ever. But we'll come back to Louisville hosting Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a six-and-a-half-point favorite into coming into Louisville's uh, field. Huge game against Ohio State they lost. Huge game against uh, Duke that they managed to win. Huge game next week against USC at home, uh, Southern Cal, that is. Could they get caught looking ahead of Louisville? I don't think so because they beat Ohio State. I think now every game is going to be on their radar because – or sorry, they lost to Ohio State. Right, right. Because they lost to Ohio State, every game is going to be on their radar now. I don't think they get caught looking ahead of Louisville, and I think Notre Dame wins, and I think they win big. Wow. Okay, so here's here's the reason that I would disagree. I, I don't think I disagree with you. 
Here's the reason I would. Sure, yeah. Come that, on. That Notre Dame offense has not been dynamic when they play a team with a pulse. Yeah, very interesting. You know, Sam Hartman was Heisman, you yeah. know, front runner kind of esque things, yeah. you know, coming in those first first few weeks. He yeah. was they were throwing the ball a lot and yeah. then they've gotten into these big games and they're yeah. like, let's just run it and not do much. So so here's here's my question. Is Louisville capable on defense? Sure. If you watch that NC State game, you'd say, yeah, I think they are. Oh, 10 points? Only allowed 10 points on the road? But, but if you watch that NC State game, you might also think, man, <laughs> NC State's bad. Sure. NC State can't do anything on offense. Right. You might, if you were an NC State fan, think to yourself, when are we going to fire this disaster of a coach? Right, right. You, you might think, why am I even an NC State fan? To which I would respond, good question. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, just just had to had to side you know t- take that was uh, that t- you know rabbit trail was there. that a personal grudge uh, against an individual no, who may or no, may not be an NC State fan? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> um, so no, uh, dude, I agree with you on this one because I think Louisville um, they're going to come out and what they're going to want to do. They've had they've had some pretty high scoring games this year. Hmm. They're able to score. Sure. I don't think if if Notre Dame wants to play Louisville's brand of football, or if, if Louisville tries to force Notre Dame to play their brand of football, mm-hmm. Notre Dame is going to be better at it. Sure, they're going to shut Louisville down. If Louisville says we'll play Notre Dame's brand of football and we'll try to have a low scoring game, sure, Notre Dame's going to be better. Notre at Dame's going to be better at that. They're too. just the better team. They, yes, they are better. Um, I don't see Louisville stopping um, Estime. I don't see it happening. Uh, I think the run will open up the pass. I think. Uh, not to overuse a term, this this game feels pretty crock potty. Oh wow, uh, crock pot! I don't know that I like potty at the end of that word. It feels crock pot ish. Um, it's one of those where again, uh, Notre Dame is <clears throat> it's, it's kind of like you know there's there's some jabs here and there to figure each other out. Yeah. But as you get into the rhythm of this game, right? Notre Dame's just gonna start throwing haymakers. First quarter is seven seven. Yeah. Into yeah. the fourth quarter is forty one twenty. Yes. Or forty one seventeen, something like he that. He didn't have to say forty one twenty right there. That wow. Was, that was that was a shot. I didn't even think about that. Sheesh. Oh man. man he. Uh, Allen took a little more uh, Freudian slip, a, a little more joy in that game Saturday night than he would want the listener to to realize. You know, I gave Louisville more credit than I. I think it'd be closer to forty one seventeen kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like seven seven after one quarter, then at halftime it's like twenty eight seven. Maybe even yeah, maybe even kind of what uh, Alabama did to Mississippi State. Sure. Uh, this past week, like you know, you're looking at that score almost at the end of the first half, and you're like, what the heck? And, right. And then, then it seemed like one cycle of scores had gone through on the bottom line there on. ESPN, right. and then all of a sudden Alabama's up by three touchdowns, and it's like, how did this happen? Uh, so it's, it's going to be State. similar to that, I think. Justin, you want to talk about the Red River Shootout, or do you want to talk about Kentucky Georgia? <laughs> let's let's do Kentucky Georgia. Oh first. wow, okay, Justin, let's, yeah. let me paint for you a scenario. Okay, there is a team, uh-huh. right? A very physical football team that is going to play uh, a big game, you know, and they've got a running back who is red hot, and perhaps if he had had more preseason hype, he'd be a Heisman contender. Uh, he's let's just say you know he's a Heisman favorite. They're physical. They think they're going to out physical the other team. Perhaps they're going to run the ball to win the game. Okay, Justin, what did I just describe? I believe I just described LSU Alabama circa 2016, Leonard Fournette and sure. company trying to go into. Uh, I think actually they were playing host to Alabama, and Leonard Fournette had all the stats in the world. And then they're coming. They want to just beat Alabama by running the ball north and south, just up the middle, you know. 
And Alabama just shuts it down. Says, no, we're more talented than you. We're more athletic than you. And yes, you have the better player on the field, but we're going to we're gonna make you beat us by passing and you're not able to do it. I think, Justin, that bears a lot of similarity to this Kentucky-Georgia game. Kentucky last week beat Florida and their quarterback threw for 69 yards. <laughs> Less than, oh not gosh. 169, hey. which is what Rattler threw for, right? Hold on. No, 69 hold, yards. Hold on just a second. Because I didn't get to say this last on, on the recap. Ha <laughs> Billy Napier. Oh, they, yes. They call him Sunbelt Billy. And they wow. called that for a reason. He ain't nothing. I did say when I was all by my lonesome that you would have had uh, many yeah. things to revel uh, in. But yeah, okay, so. I can't um, imagine how insufferable you're going to be uh, if South Carolina beats Billy, obviously. We won't, we won't talk about that. Because your team right? will have one, yeah. and then you will have. Yeah, we, but yes, I think that bears a lot of similarity. Kentucky won a football game in a in the Power Five uh, against an SEC team by th- and only had to throw the ball for sixty nine yards. Because- nine complete passes. <laughs> nine of nineteen. Nine of nineteen. And it's not because they're playing some sort of wildcat. You know, they're down to their fourth quarterback, who's no. a wide receiver. They have Devin Leary. It's the they just quarterback that everybody said was like going to be the not the savior of the program, but they said he's going to elevate them to the next level. And we'll see. Sheesh, That's my thoughts. Man. That's my thoughts with this game. They won a game because they didn't have to throw the ball. They, the thing, Ray they Davis didn't have to throw it. Exactly. Ray Davis ran for over 200 yards. They're going to want to, I think, Justin, what's going to happen when they come to Georgia. Georgia's a 14 and a half point favorite right now. They're going to want to do that. They're going to want to try and run like Leonard Fournette. Of course, Ray Davis is not Leonard Fournette. Don't mishear me. But they're going to try and just say, Georgia, this is what we like to do. This is what we just did against Florida and all the other teams we've played this year is run it up the middle and run it north and south. And we're going to try and do that. And I'm afraid, Justin, that they are going to get stubborn and do that and commit to we're going to beat Georgia by running the ball, you know, north and south on them. And it's not going to work. And Georgia is going to get a couple stops and get a lead. And then Kentucky's not going to be able to come back. And Georgia's going to win big. I said originally Monday when I was thinking about this game that I thought it was going to be closer than the experts think. Experts being, you know, 14 and a half point spread. No. I'm starting to think Georgia's going to win big. If I reserve the right to have a caveat, sure. if Kentucky gets stubborn and tries to beat Georgia by running up the middle on Georgia, yep. they will lose by 30. Because yep. this ain't this ain't Florida. No. This is, no. This is not a, a poorly disciplined football team. That had this 13. Is, you know Georgia had 13 players on the field on a goal line stand Florida. and still couldn't stop them. Yes, Florida. Yep. Florida had 13 players on the field at the one-yard line and could not stop Kentucky. Oh, oh, Belt Billy said, you know, we had eight players, and that didn't work. Let's try to go with 13. That, <laughs> that didn't work either. Man, listen, listen. Uh, I'm listening. I, I, I tend to agree with where you're leaning here. Uh, I, I wrote out uh, 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 some thoughts that I had. This is a game where you get to see how does Georgia respond. Yeah. I told you about my home field advantage kind of thing that I'm seeing this year. Um, again, Kentucky's unfortunate. If this game was at Kentucky, I think it'd be a really boring, let's see, you know, who comes out on top kind sure. of game. It's at Georgia. And Georgia's had some questions this year. Georgia, at some point, has to answer. They have to beat somebody and and beat them the way they should. Um, you know, you, you look at Kentucky and people are starting to say, wait, is, is Kentucky good? Right. Kentucky's undefeated. They made Florida look silly. Uh, you're coming into this game, and people are questioning Georgia. And they're saying, hey, like Georgia didn't look great against South Carolina. Right. Georgia looked bad at times against Auburn. Does Kentucky have a chance? 
Um, so the, the question for me, how does Georgia respond? Um, if, if it's a game where they both come out and decide to grind it out, run up the middle, run the clock a lot, uh, I think you see like a 10-point win for Georgia where Kentucky feels like they're in it the whole, the whole way. Um, I don't think that's what happens. I think Georgia comes out. I think they score early. I think they score often. I think Kentucky cannot keep up. I don't think it's close. I think that this is the Carson Beck coming out party. Yeah. Carson Beck kind of started to hit his stride at late against Auburn, of course, just throwing to Brock Bowers over yeah. and over well, again. Well, that's the thing. He's he's going to realize, oh, wait, I, I have some weapons. Right, right. Yeah. And Carson Beck can sling it. Yeah. Mr. Football in the state of Florida, you know, as a high schooler from Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. You know, he's a good player. And he's obviously sat for a year or two under Stetson Bennett, yep. so you know he's he, this is he's just now starting for the first time. He's going to be slow looking, although statistically he's pre- playing okay. The whole offense is not playing as well as you would like, but he is playing fine. And I think this is a coming out party. He might throw for three hundred yards because I think they're going to want to be aggressive. Yep. They're at home. I think that that home field thing. They feel like you know they made some mistakes against Auburn, and it cost them with road environment. And Auburn playing their, you know, playing their hearts out. Yep. So I think you feel more comfortable with an early interception. So I think you let Carson Beck sling it, you know, because you're at home, and you feel like similar to that Auburn game, Kentucky. Unless this is the Devin Leary show, you know, unless Devin Leary plays like what people thought he could play like, which I'm not sure that person exists, because right. I saw him play at NC State for a few right. years. But let's just say, you know, unless that happens, like if you're Georgia, you got to think, man. We can make some mistakes and still beat this team, just like Auburn. We can turn the ball over a couple times and actually give them some points with turnovers and still beat this team because they just don't have enough offense in them. And I think Kentucky, even if Georgia has two turnovers in the first half, just not going to have enough offense unless Devin Leary is somebody that he's never been before. If if he's somebody that we – and by we, I mean literally everybody. Right. All of the humans ever. Yeah. Right. Uh, It would – it would have to be one of those where you're like, where did this guy come sure. from? You know, like when when Stephen Garcia had a great game against Alabama, everybody's like, that's the guy we thought we were getting. Mm. Like that's the guy who has showed up in bits and pieces here and there. Right. You're like, it just it, it's not anything Kentucky has has been this season or really, really ever. You mean Devin Leary? Well, no, I mean Kentucky in well, general. Sure. It's not what what you described is not even what Mark Stoops wants. Sure. Yeah. So like that that's, makes me that's nervous. The problem. That's what makes yeah. me nervous. Mark Stoops, yeah, I think that he's going to get stubborn. Sometimes these teams, like LSU for years, uh, think, you know, just because they have a great running back recruit or something like that, that they can just get on the field and be the physical equal of an Alabama or a Georgia. Right. No. And it did not work for LSU for years until no. that they decided they were going to elevate their offense and have a, you know, and then they had a transcendent year with Joe Burrow and company. Right. Like, were they able to hang with Bama? Yeah. And, you know, and even last year with the mobile quarterback changing things up on offense, you know, with Jaden Daniels. But, and so similar, I think Kentucky, unless they decide to go in a philosophical different direction, they're going to try and be stubborn and out-Georgia, Georgia. Georgia, And you don't out-Georgia, Georgia. Georgia. Right. No, you're not going to out-Georgia the team, like the physical. They have better athletes at every position than Kentucky does, including running back probably. But that doesn't mean you can't beat them. Because right. there are obviously weaknesses on this right. Georgia team, but you have to beat them doing something that they are not expecting you to do necessarily. Right, you can't go strength on strength with Georgia. Right, you have to you have to do something to give yourself the advantage. Right, and then if you want to grind it out to run clock, that's that's fine. 
But I don't and if think you Kentucky's open up, if Devin Leary has 150 yards yeah. in the first half, then early in that third third quarter, those safeties and linebackers got to back up a little bit. You can get that run game going because then you got the play action, yep. you know. But I'm just afraid Mark Stoops is not going to do that, yep. and they're going to get stubborn, and then they're going to lose decently large, yep. you know. Yep. Ten points is the closest I see this game being. If yeah. Kentucky and, gets stubborn and, like and that, that's like ten points. But it doesn't feel that close. Yeah, no, it it really doesn't. Yeah, so I, we we don't need to keep going with me telling you how much I think Georgia's going to dominate Kentucky in this game. Um, But, hey, uh, if if I'm wrong, it wouldn't be the first time I've been wrong. It probably won't be the only one I'd be wrong on this weekend either. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, it's the Red River Shootout weekend. Always a great game. Big noon kickoff, which is actually 11 a.m. kickoff because it's Texas. Can I, just, Which, can I just can I just say for a second? Yes, you can. This this whole thing about having big noon kickoff, it's ridiculous. I like it. You, I mean, we can say we like it because because <laughs> we ha- we get to have a great game early. Yeah, dude, the best games of the week should be reserved for prime time. Let's let's have doggone some Pac-12 teams playing at twelve o'clock. Let's have Mississippi State, South Carolina at twelve o'clock. Again, I'm sorry, South Carolina fans. Let's have like. Let's build up to the big games of the week. I don't want to be sitting there at seven thirty at night thinking, "Man, I wish I had a good game to watch." You know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, come, come on. I want options in my primetime schedule. This is this is garbage. It's a hot take. I didn't know I was gonna have, but I don't like the twelve noon big game of the week. It's silly. Come on. Hey, well, with Colorado USC, that was a ten a.m. local time kickoff brunch that kids had just just finished eating breakfast when they stepped on that field they they did so OU versus Texas in the Cotton Bowl State Fair this is a fun this is gonna be a fun game number three Texas number 12 Oklahoma Oklahoma sneaky good I tried to say that in the in the recap show by myself Oklahoma's had a sneaky good season the defense still feels a year away when you watch them the linebackers you know those early years at Clemson when you know your linebackers were not nearly as athletically talented as they are now, but they were fundamentally sound at something like that's that's kind of how Oklahoma feels, especially linebackers. And I highlight linebackers because Brent Venables sure. is a linebackers guy, right? The linebackers, the defense still feels a bit of a year away. The offense is playing well. Dylan Gabriel's played a lot of football, you know, uh, down at U- USF or UCF for a long time. Now he's in Oklahoma, so I think Oklahoma can play, and I think Oklahoma does play well. I think this is a competitive game. I think. Gus Johnson from Fox Sports is going to be on the play-by-play, and I think he's going to be screaming and yelling all the, you know, all around. <laughs> I just think Texas is better. Hey, t- t- tell me this. Tell me Go this. ahead. These teams played last year, right? Yeah. What was what was the score? Forty-nine to nothing, Texas. What what does Oklahoma have now that they didn't have? That? Well, Dylan Gabriel didn't play last year. Oh, true. true they right. were playing a Wildcat you're quarterback, right. You're right. You're right. and they also lost, you know, sixty percent of their roster last year. Whereas now they've had some transfers and they've recruited well the last two years, though yeah. you know they, I, I grant you this, Oklahoma does feel a year away, and it makes sense. Sark is in year three. Yeah. Venables is in year two. Yeah. You know when Sark was in year two, uh, he was losing games, you know, to, to big opponents and things like that. He wasn't, you know, that that sort of thing. And Oklahoma feels like that. I think that this game might feel a lot like talk about Sark in year two, that Alabama Texas game last year, uh-huh. where. Oklahoma, has, you know, because because Brent Venables is a great defensive mind, they give Quinn Ewers and Sark all they can handle, and they hang and they hang and they hang, but they just can't make that one play, you know. And yeah. Texas, 
maybe makes a couple of mistakes that they are, are relatively uncharacteristic. They don't play as well as they do against Alabama, but they make the final play. So I think Texas takes care of business. I think Texas is good. I said that a couple times this season and have been proven right a couple times already. I think Texas is a good team, and I think they take care of business. We might see a rematch of this because I think Oklahoma is good, so we might see a rematch of this in the yeah. Big 12 championship, <laughs> but I just think Texas is better. I would, I would say we almost certainly will see a rematch in this game. Uh, I think these two are the class of the, the Big 12, and that's the reason that they're going to be in the SEC. Um, sorry, just had to throw that in there. <laughs> uh, no, so I, 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 I try to think about this game. You know, you watch a basketball game, right? So let's let's talk basketball for a second here. You watch a basketball game, and if a team goes on like a, a 10 to 2 run, a 15 to 3 run, something like that, you don't really count the other team out because basketball is a game of runs, right? Sure. It's, it's a game of momentum. Uh, you, you hit a couple of shots here and there, and you're right back in a game. Football can be like that. It's not really like that, though. I think what you're going to see here is Texas is a team who is humming. Sure. They've had the big game this year. Mm-hmm. They've they've been there. They've had the, the struggles. I think they know exactly who they are. I don't know that Oklahoma, like you said, they're a year away. Uh, I don't know that they quite have that identity. They haven't struggled the way that you know Texas has, and that's just what happens in, in the the early years of a of a coaching staff. Uh, what what I think you see, I think Texas comes out. They establish themselves early in this game, and you find yourself not. What happens a lot of times in football is the team will jump out, two or three touchdown lead, and then that's the spread the rest of the game. Sure. I think that's what you see here. Sure. I think Texas dominates the first quarter, and then it's kind of back and forth. You think it's not, like fourteen yeah. nothing at the end of the first quarter? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then it stays about fourteen points the rest. Of the yeah, game. yeah. That's that's kind of what I see. Yeah, I think Texas is just better. Yeah. I think Oklahoma's pretty good. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me all that much if Oklahoma got them the second time. Maybe after a long season, Texas yeah. has some injuries, but I just think Texas is better. Yeah. And like I said, they're a year further and into this. There's thing. no no shame in that for Oklahoma. Sure. But Texas, yeah. like you said, they're they're a year further into it. Um, I'm taking Texas. I would I would go a step further than you, and and I, I had originally said I don't expect any different from what you were saying, but I think Texas actually uh, looks a little better. They're looking more and more right. like the quote unquote Texas is back. Sure. Team. Yeah. See, I yeah. think Texas. I think Oklahoma might cover. They're uh, Texas is favored by five. Yeah. But I think Oklahoma might cover. I think that's a field goal game. And you think no? Yeah. You think no, Texas no, covers? I, yeah, I don't. I don't. Again, I don't think this is one. Maybe maybe early in the first in the fourth quarter, you're sitting there thinking, "Hey, if Oklahoma can catch this break or that yeah. break, if they can intercept Pick the six. pass, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah." But you're just you're waiting on that to happen, right. and it just doesn't. And and it's it's one of those that as you as you get into the fourth quarter, you just start losing hope if you're Oklahoma. All right, Justin, Palmetto State has one wait, notable game. Yes. Wait. All right, before we get into that, because that is our, our kind of big thing, um, let, let me ask you this, and you can tell me no, you can veto this, so I'm just no. going to throw it out there. What if, because I've, I've, I've kind of thrown a little curveball at you this week with our, our bragging rights, what if we hit that bragging rights segment first, because we're going to talk about some other games outside of the Palmetto State sure. there. What if we hit that first, then we finish with clips? Sure, that's fine. Okay, all right, so... All of that build up to say, I don't have a check to write this week. Right, yeah. Uh, my, my checkbook's empty. My bank account's empty. We're, we're not writing checks. This is what I want to do. I don't look at the, the the schedule and see a ton that I have a spicy take about or anything. 
I think there's a lot of opportunity for some fun storylines if we see an unexpected upset. Um, I look at, uh, well, so this is what we're going to do. I've got three or four games here that I'm just thinking if things went a little sideways, we could have some really fun news coming out about coaching staff and that kind of sure. stuff like that. So first example, we've got Vanderbilt at Florida. Wow. Florida's a much better team. Dude, than if Vanderbilt wins this game. Yeah, I mean, they, they did last year. Oh, yeah, they did. And Vandy beat Florida last year. What what some people uh, were calling Dorvember, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, crazy, crazy. But so, it's in Florida. Yes, yeah, at Florida. Florida's an 18.5-point favorite the last time I looked. Uh, Florida should beat them. I think they will beat them. Oh, boy, but that seat's going to be red hot uh, yeah, if they absolutely. lose. Yeah, absolutely. Even... I don't even think it's if they lose, man. I think if this is a tight game, oh. you know, some belt Billy's sitting there like, man, my butt's burning. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to like, burning under. You know, so, yeah. uh, I, I, think, I think this is a game that Florida, like, they need to come out and just punch Vandy right They need to win by 40. They, they do. Yeah. They they need to be Florida and make Vandy be Vandy. Ugh. But, but it'd be so much fun if that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. I'm pulling so hard for Vandy this week. Oh, that's... South Carolina doesn't play, so let me just go yeah, ahead yeah. and go all in on Vanderbilt. If, if if Florida lost to Vanderbilt and South Carolina back-to-back weeks, Billy might be fired. That would be wild. Woo! I mean, you've given me something to pull for. You got so, you got more games to talk about here? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's look at some more. Um, uh, this one, not, not really so much for coaching or anything like that. Um, Fresno State is a team that's getting really hyped up. Um, Number twenty five in the country. Yeah, they've had some some big wins, some impressive wins. Uh, Ooh, but they're beat, going who Arizona State. They beat yeah. twenty nine to nothing or something like that. Um, but they're, they're going to Wyoming. They're going to Wyoming. We've been Ooh. talking about Wyoming. We've been saying they're a pretty good team. Yeah. Texas didn't look great against Wyoming. They beat Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, look, I think Wyoming is going to beat Fresno State. Oh man. Yeah. So people are talking about Fresno State being the 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 um the it group of five. Team. Right. Right. Yeah. That group of five team. I think Wyoming is going to have something to say about that. Maybe. The, yeah. That's a good. That's an interesting game to watch. Yeah. So I, I think that could be a really fun game to watch too. I think your next one is right here. Don't be surprised if Arkansas beats Ole Miss. Yeah. Arkansas sneaky. They are like they have they have the talent. They have yeah. the players that can pull this off. For whatever reason, they haven't put it all together this yeah. year. But you've got Ole Miss coming off a crazy game. Oh yeah. Uh, the only thing working against us here is that that game is at Ole Miss. That might be the saving grace. So it, it could happen. But for Ole Miss. You, you could end up seeing this one. Uh, man, back when I was in, I think I was in high school, um, South Carolina, I think it was 2007. I could be wrong. South Carolina started off number six in the country. Uh, or didn't start off. South Carolina moved up to number six in the country. I believe they were six and one and came home and lost to Vanderbilt. Hmm. I think this is what might happen to Ole Miss. Oh, wow. Uh, they just had a huge win. Things are looking really good for sure. them. Sure. I think they're going to come home, and, and I think they're going to lose to Arkansas. Oh. And it would be it would be kind of that devastating loss, because right now their whole – everything oh, yeah. they want is, is yeah. you're kind of in front of them. Oh, like, yeah. It could happen. I mean, if uh, if A&M beats Bama, yeah. you know, then Bama, you, you know – you, you feel good about losing to Bama. You feel better because maybe yeah. Bama drops another one to LSU, that, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it, they're sitting there. They're, they're feeling good about themselves. And I just think this is the potential for them to say, like, we've made it. Yeah. We've established ourselves. And get caught. And, and Arkansas says not so fast. Yeah. If this game was in Arkansas, I might just pick Arkansas to win outright. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so, here's here's the last one I have. I think this one's fun for the storylines. It's not a college football podcast if we're not talking about primetime. Oh, right? my goodness. Look, you've got Colorado going to Arizona State. Arizona State has won one game this year. Yeah. They have not looked good. Um, they've, they're they down a couple of quarterbacks. Right. Um, 
I think technically their their second string quarterback is the guy, but he's the guy who was beat out by a freshman. Sure. Uh, um, Drew Pine is not available uh, to come in and play. So this is uh, his last, uh, Trenton Bourget, I think yeah. is how you say it. Um, listen. From Paris. Listen. This Go is, <laughs> he is not. Tell me. Uh, this is what's going to happen. I'm listening. Colorado needs a win here. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get it. Oh, no, Justin. Arizona State at one and four is going to beat Colorado, hurt yeah. some feelings, and all of a sudden everybody's like, is Colorado going to make a bowl game? Well, certainly you've got Arizona State feeling like, man, uh, we've been doing this for three, four years, like the kids, mm-hmm. you know, and they just they just microwaved that success with the transfer right. portal. You know, then they got all this hype because they beat a couple teams that they shouldn't right. have. You know, we've been doing this for a while. You got the kids with their own motivation yep. to do it. You know, it to you know to use a term that's been thrown around of, as far as Super Bowls, like it would just it would absolutely make yeah. the day of the Arizona State players to ruin the season yeah. of the Colorado well, players. And, and Arizona State, you're talking about like a student section that's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm um, like they could they could have a really great atmosphere at this game. Um, and again, we know Colorado's good. I think. I think you might see a hundred points scored in this game. Oh wow! And Arizona State has not had an offense this year. Sure. So, but hey, Colorado's defense, as another podcast I listen to likes to say, uh, not about Colorado's defense, just something they've said in the past. Colorado's defense might be the the cure for the common offense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Arizona State is going to see some opportunities to to score some points here. Um, I'm really excited to watch this game just because, like. I think everybody's going to talk about it just because it's Colorado. Um, and, and I think just having to listen to people adjust and shift their expectations, yeah. um, it's not going to mean anything bad for Colorado because like it is a massive rebuild out there. Sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying this is like taking a shot at, at Dion or anything like that. I just think what you see is that it's hard to win college football games. Yeah. Even against teams who are substandard, right? Not what they expect to be. And, when all your starters are healthy, yeah. you can beat a week one opponent or a week two opponent. But as the season goes on, where's your depth? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And when you microwave a transfer portal team, yeah, you know, of course you're not going to have depth. And Dion knew that. Yeah. You know, Dion was not. I mean, he called himself the best coach in football, but he didn't say we're going twelve and zero. You know, right, He didn't right. start talking like that because he knew, man, yeah. like. And Travis Hunter's injured. Yeah. You know, so he knew, like, man, we drop a couple players. We do not have the depth that even some of these other teams, like yeah. even TCU. Yeah. You know, they play TCU today with injuries and Knicks. Yeah, they probably yeah. lose, you know, yeah. but you can catch a team in week one. So, yeah. Justin, all right, let's round it out with Clemson, Wake Forest. So, South Carolina's on a bye week. Clemson is playing host to Wake Forest. They're a 20-point favorite. I'm going to be at this game, Justin. Are you? Yeah, man. Look Wait, at you, man. Go into another game. You needed to go see a win, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seated, seated, I'm going to be seated a little better in the upper deck this time. Are around, you? But there's not a bad seat in the house at Clemson and most stadiums. Although, I have started following this account recently on Twitter where he's always going around to different stadiums and finding the obstructed oh, view I've seats. Seen that. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. There's some bad ones. Yeah. Nothing in Clemson is obstructed, you know, and when you sit in the upper deck towards the 50 yard line you can see everything that goes on before we move on from from that let me let me tell you this tell i went me. to a game at tennessee one year i was in middle school um however our tickets worked out i was sitting with with a buddy of mine who had gotten to come to the game with me he was a couple years older his name was also justin um we're sitting at the game and we are under the like press box area oh yeah 
there was a massive column right in front of me. I couldn't see the end zone oh, on, on the, from my perspective, the left-hand side of the field. South Carolina threw a ball into the end zone. I think it was in overtime. We thought we won the game because oh, no. we couldn't see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I have experienced an obstructed view. When I was in high school, uh, I was on the marching van, and we were going to a game. So Northwestern and South Point are both, in my day, they were both great teams. They still are. Sure. Um, and it was the end of regulation, and Northwestern set themselves up for a field goal to win. And when you're side view, oh, yeah. you just think it went through the uprights. Yeah. So we started getting hype, and that some of the some of the French hornists and things like that were like, "Let's play the fight song." And oh, then the no. and the refs are like, "It was incomplete." So oh, went to no. overtime and won the game still. But uh, and quite frankly, many of us thought the Clemson kicker made the kick against oh, really? Florida State. You know, because you can't tell from right. the side, right? right? Okay. Clemson's hitting their stride. Not much to talk about with this game because I don't think anything's going to get too interesting. Now, you know, uh, Wake Forest did beat SEC. Uh, did beat an SEC opponent earlier this season. That was Vanderbilt. Although you thought Vanderbilt was going to win that I did, game, I did. So, you know, what, last year against Wake Forest, really the last two years against Wake Forest were huge games. Two years ago, it was because Wake Forest was number ten in the country coming to Death Valley. Everybody thought Clemson was a real stinky team, you know, and took care of business, right? Kind of got us back on the track. And then last year, half the team was injured and Sam Hartman was going crazy. And that was just a double overtime crazy game. I don't think this is anything like this. I think Clemson's going to win, but I think they're going to cover. You think they cover? Cade's, Cade looks like a completely different quarterback yeah. to week one. Yeah. Like we need to talk about this more after the game, you know, mostly because I want to talk about this yeah. at length. But the offense has been really good this year, yeah. um, and I it was obviously an improvement over Streeter and right. just simply game planning, yeah. you know. And Cade <laughs> is a completely different man from week yeah. one. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I mean, that Florida State game was kind of his coming out party as far as, like, yeah. figuring the offense out. But last week against Syracuse, in a real letdown spot, you just lost a heartbreaker, a heartbreaker to Florida State. Now you're going on the road to this crazy stadium, and he's just stepping up in the pocket. You know, he didn't make he didn't make really any mistakes as far as just blatant bad throws that should be intercepted, all that kind of thing. Cade's really getting more comfortable day by day. Clemson's defense has been good this year. It's one of the top ten. The offense is in the top twenty-five. So I don't think Florida, I don't think Wake Forest has much of a chance this year. And so I think Clemson's going to win. I think Clemson's going to cover. I I don't know that I have much to add there. Yeah. Um, I. It's, it's one of those games that um, a lot of times we talk about, you know, oh, man, this one will be close through the, the first quarter, the first half, something like that. I I think I, – I said last week that the Syracuse game is, is what was going to make Clemson start looking like Clemson. Not right. that game itself, but that was going to be when it happened. Sure. Um, I think that just carries over. Um, I think – gosh, I don't even want to put a number on it. But I think Clemson is just going to feast. Sure. I think it's going to be um, – an incredible day for the offense. An incredible day for the defense. Wake Forest, um, you know they're they're not a they're not a, a bad team. They're not a good team. Sure, um, but they lost to Georgia Tech, right? Did they? they? Did, I think they lost to Georgia Tech a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I, I may be wrong on that. I I am almost positive that they lost. Though. They do have a conference loss. They're and three and one. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it was Georgia Tech, and thirty George, to sixteen, and Georgia Tech lost to. Like you, you scored sixteen Bowling points. Green. You scored sixteen points against Georgia Tech, uh, and you're on the road at Clemson. There's, there's just, uh, this is another one of those games where it's just going to be obvious from the start that Clemson is far and away right. the better football team. Um, and listen, I need to address this too. 
Because I got a text oh, man. old Saturday from, from somebody listening to this podcast saying, hey, man, you just need to come out and say that you're a Clemson fan. Wow. Uh, because I've been so so high on Clemson after some of the things that have happened. Listen, I'm not a Clemson fan. I hate the success that Clemson's having. I think that after this week, people are going to start whispering about a two-loss Clemson in the playoffs. Sure. Not not because Wake Forest is an impressive team, right. but because Clemson looks like Clemson again. Right. And I think people are going to start asking, is it possible? I tried to say on Monday – you wish every quarterback was just ready to go day one. Yep. And Cade had a trap, uh, a tough place to play on week one, and he was not ready. And so Clemson should only have one loss this season, yep. and it should be to Florida State yep. with all of the season ahead yep. to play Florida State again. You're right. I think some people will start to feel that. The advanced metric guys feel that. Clemson would be favored right now today on a neutral field against Florida State. Can you believe that? You know, so ACC title, if they both make it, Clemson, at least as it stands today, would be a favorite. And I do think you're right. I think that that Wake Forest, I think that that Syracuse game was telling because Syracuse was undefeated. Syracuse always gives Clemson trouble. Yeah. And then Clemson just took the game over. Yeah. And it never really felt that close or in jeopardy. Yeah. So, I mean, Justin, you think Clemson's going to have an incredible day? I do. This you, is this I, is. Gone. I think you're gonna have an incredible day. Oh my! I, I I'm gonna get gonna, ra- I'm gonna like, get raisin canes yeah, again. You're gonna have a fantastic time in that Clemson football game, and I. Like, oh yeah. I am gonna be just a just a touch jealous that your team is having the success that it's having, and my team is trying to figure out the right path forward. Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. I was gonna say today has been an incredible day. It has been. Yeah, and listen. The next seven weeks are going to be incredible because we are in the midst. I don't know if you know this, between college football and the NFL. Football every night. Football every night for seven consecutive weeks. We're on day three of 49 days in a row of football every single day. It's a great time to just be a football fan. Our cup overfloweth. It, it does. 